There you are. Oh, I thought we'd have to do the show without you, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Podcasting will, will be put real. Grandpa and chill, grandson and friends. Podcasting will, Grandpa and chill, will be put real, grandson and friends. With your host, Grandpa Bart and Brandon Fox. Finest Jackson and Sierra Doss. This is Grandpa and Chill. It's all good. We're learning. I, I can introduce the show and we can we can like get rolling, yeah. Or you could do this. No, why am I hearing all of them? Why am I hearing four of them? For for what? Okay. Well, we're just gonna we're just gonna sit silently and listen. Okay, okay, I got you. Should I talk over our intro? Yeah. Welcome to the show, bro. Are you ready? All right. Three, two. Hi, I'm Brandon Fox. You're listening to another episode of Grandpa and Chill. I'm here with my millennial co-host. We live together in Queens. Okay. And then uh, my much older, we got Finest, and our amazing producer, as always. Sure. Yeah, we got sure. I'm so excited to be here today. We have an amazing group of guests. Um, We're just uh, talking about how we're switching over programs. So this episode is going to be very, very fun. Um, Yeah. Is I just got got swept with some. um, Uh. No, oh. I got your email that she wanted a link very much so. But okay. what were you saying, Finest? Um, it's springtime. It's, it's new, new program, new start. Let's talk about new beginnings. <laughs> yeah, that would be a great idea for an episode. Let's do <laughs> it. Do that. Um, yeah, we're trying out something new. This episode? And- Can I ask a technical question? I'm still very small on my screen to the right. My right. my video is that what you guys are seeing of me? Mm-mm, no, you're you're no, in a bigger so bus, Is it normal right? that I would only see a small? Yeah, I don't need to see it. I'm just asking. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna everybody's gonna be equal sized when it when the, when we finish everything. Okay. Yeah, it's exciting. So exciting. Um, before we got on the air, Grandpa was talking about. I had asked him things that he was interested in about. Um, the younger generations and he was asking uh why we don't get married as quickly is that true grandpa well i i sort of had my ideas about it but i i didn't know if it was you just don't want the responsibility uh you you haven't met the right person you want to have a career before you you know a career going before you uh, have all the responsibilities i i, I I, I don't know all the reasons, but maybe you could tell me, especially you, Brandon. Uh, uh, I never, I never want to get married, actually. So, I also think it's not as necessary anymore because, in a way, like divorcing is easier and more fair as well. Like, I feel like before people were getting married and then they just stayed in. A lot of people, a lot more people, were like staying in bad marriages just because. Oh my God, that frightened me so bad. Divorcing is like, you know, like divorce used to be a lot more complicated and like a lot of women could like hardly even do it on their own. I don't know. Sierra, when the dog started barking, your screen became green. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Now now it's back to normal. 
Oh, that's dope. I can't wait wow. to see how that's going to turn can't out wait. for me. <laughs> was that was that Shapiro? I, yeah. Oh, it was Shapiro. Cool. Sunny's home. What a king. I love Shapiro. You guys, I have my I have new neighbors and they have two like dogs. <gasps> and um they like they'll play tug of war with each other, but it's the most gentle tug of war I've ever seen. Like they'll both just take a little toy and they'll both just gingerly bite on either end and they'll just stand still just just like that just completely just just like this they just won't move it's great they're great dogs it's fun to be close probably they actually seem kind of dangerous but it's fine this is fun i'm having fun oh my birds have beaks and they kind of shake each other's beaks (laughs) that's funny do they hurt each other or no? It's all good. No, they they do it lovingly. They're yeah. pals. They're Aww. pals. Yeah. That's yeah. so yeah. cute. They love um, it. Cool. So if Lori's not on. She just asked. Well, she asked you for a link, but I sent her. I just sent her. Okay. Link, so if she's not on, sure. I guess we can. What um, happened to Donna? Get Donna. No, we can get Donna on the air. Yeah. Let's do it. Sitting waiting. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, Brandon. Let's do it. I, 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 got... I agree with Brandon and Sierra. What's yeah. up, Donna? Hey, What's Donna. good? How are you doing? Hey, um, can you hear me? We yes, do. You yeah, we hear perfectly. Because it says waiting for microphone access. Yeah. That must be fine. Classic misdirection. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, I love the glow. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, angelic. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. angelic. It's like a, a halo. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Where are you calling in from, Donna? I'm calling from Palmetto, Florida, which is a suburb of Tampa Bay. Must be getting very warm right now, right? Um, We're waffling. Some days are hot. Some days are surprisingly cool. And then we go back. So this is kind of our, one of our best times of the year. Um, Warm enough for the beach, but also cool enough to enjoy being outside. It gets bad in a few months. (laughs) And this is this is your first time on the show, right? It is. Yeah. And I think um, I, I'm leaning more towards grandpa's age than your millennial. I'm certainly not a millennial. I'm kind of in the middle. I would I would point the question as what do you think of the other generations in terms of not any specific ones, but um, um Well, I have a, I'm fifty seven. Okay. I was born in sixty three, so I'm right at the end of the baby boomers. Um gotcha. but we're also right at the beginning of whatever the next one is. And I think I lean more towards that. I don't know what the generation is after baby boomers. What is it? I don't know. It's, it's the one before millennials, right? Yeah. Is yeah. We longer, longer yeah. generations. Okay. And now it's like every few years. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. The thing for me that's weird is I didn't realize how quickly I'm 25, how much I'd feel like I'm losing touch with the generation below me. It's, it was almost immediate. I don't. Okay. It feels very separated from like the TikTok generation and like Oy. the they got weird mid twenties. Oh, mid-30s. they got weird. Um, they got weird. My daughter's twenty five I mean, as well, and yeah. I could only hope that she was as mature as you seem to be. Um, <laughs> oh, Wait until you're on a second episode. <laughs> <laughs> she um she's in a in a generation or a subset of a generation that it just baffles me um broken and sad and yeah. everything's a trauma and surrounded by broken people and and she keeps i don't want to say dumbing herself down but breaking herself down 
to fit in with her friends. This girl is a middle-class white girl, grew up very, you know, very um, comfortable, didn't want for anything, certainly not rich, but, you know, really middle of the road. And you would, you would think that she had the worst childhood ever by the way she has rewritten her history. So that generation, I do not get. Mm. Did your parents or family feel the same about you when you were 25? No, I, Mm. my parents and close friends all say I was an adult when I was five. Wow. I was running the household and I grew up pretty poor as in comparison to her. So everything had a meaning, everything mattered, everything that I ever got. Like I still have the guitar that my dad gave me when I was 16, never learned how to play it, but can't bring myself to get rid of it. Um, most everything in my house is handed down from a family member I, again, I'm 57. I make a good living, but I I don't spend frivolously. I don't replace things. It's really hard for me to get rid of stuff because everything means something because of the way it was acquired. So I just, I don't get the disposableness of a lot of people's attitudes, whether it's sure. that generation or even, you know, p- generations older than that. Um, your Your daughter is very much not in line with that thinking from you. Correct. Mm. She loves thrifting. What what type of of career do you have? What is your career and and what is your daughter's? Um, I am a costume designer. I am the head of the costume department for Feld Entertainment, which is Ringling Brothers, Disney on Ice, Monster Jam, Marvel Universe Live, Jurassic World Live Tour. Obviously, not much of that on the road right now. We have two Disney on Ice shows on the road and one Monster Jam tour that's out there plugging away, chipping away at it. And we're slowly revamping and bringing things back with new protocols and um, changing our shows. So there's no audience interaction and stuff like that. Pod seating, um, limited capacity, socially distanced, all touchless. But my daughter, ironically, is a massage therapist Mm -hmm. and I was a massage therapist at her age as well. Um, So she started junior college and just didn't do well with that. But um, got her massage license, and is and that's what she's doing. Has moved out finally a year and a half ago. So she lived with me until she was twenty three and a half, and I was married by the time I was twenty three. So very different lifestyles, very different. It's just what we were talking about before you got on is how like the bar of marriage keeps moving, or I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a generational thing or just a personal thing, but. Well, I keep trying. I've been married three times <laughs> and divorced three times and another long-term relationship. But I heard the tail end of that. And I, I know for me, um, I met my first husband when I was 18. We got married when I was 23. We divorced when I was 28. Met my second husband immediately. That's my daughter's father. We were together 15 years, married 14. And then met my third husband immediately. We were together eight years, married seven years, each one of them very different from each other. But I know that the common thread for me, and I just broke up with someone in December, um, for all the same reasons, stagnation, not continuing to grow, um, not staying engaged in the relationship, not putting in the work every day in the relationship. And I am constantly striving to grow and do more and be more and give more. And I just each time couldn't settle couldn't settle mm-hmm. into settling if that makes sense yeah. so you sound very industrious i have a, I have a, a, a curiosity um 
you said you're a costume designer. Correct. Do, do, uh, are the costumes actually made from an outside firm or do they make them within the, uh, the company that you're working with? Both. So, um, we use costume shops in New York and LA, Orlando, Nashville, and we, uh, we have our own costume shop here as well. We make about a third of the new Disney on ice. We do most of the principal characters and then we have the other shops that we work with because the volume uh, Disney on ice show has 250 costumes. And before the pandemic, we had nine Disney on ice shows on the road. So our, I don't have a shop big enough to handle it. So I have my core group. Then by extension, the costume shops out in the other cities. And then I also have a team that I bring in during rehearsals and um, installation that are from all over the country, a few out of the country that come in just for that six week, eight week period to do the show. But um, we're, we were getting more and more self-sufficient in our own shop and growing our own shop until last year when everything crashed and burned. Mm-hmm. So I guess you're going to have to design your, your uh, costumes a little larger for all the weight people are putting on. <laughs> you know what? That's not untrue. Um, our first cast of skaters, when we remounted um, one of our Disney on ice shows, last fall, they were measurably bigger than the cast they were replacing. So I think there's something to that, but I think it'll get back to normal. I don't think we'll ever have the same normal, but I think that eventually within two to three years, most of our shows will be back on the road and this will hopefully be mostly a memory. I I know that it's not your particular area, but do you know, are, are people visiting Disney, Disneyland or Disney World in the same numbers that they have been no. prior to the pandemic? No, pandemic. they they have limited capacity as well. They You have to have a reservation. Um, you can't just show up and buy a ticket. You there There's protocols. You have to have a mask on at all times unless sitting down eating. You can't, my understanding is you can't walk around eating. And other things, there's, I don't think there's very many shows going on in the parks. Um, I have a lot of friends that work at, both the Orlando and the California parks and it's a lot of them are not back to work. It's this industry is hit mm. hard and it's going to be hit hard for a long time. Um, you said that your daughter is doing massage, which you did. Do you think she's going to transition into the costume world? Follow your um, She does. She makes what she calls commissions. So she makes one of a kind, like someone says, I want a star Wars costume like the one, and I'm not a Star Wars fan. There's another big disconnect between us. She's <sighs> all into all of that and Marvel and, and other than us producing Marvel U, Marvel Universe Live, I'm not particularly interested in that genre. But mm-hmm. um, she sews. She sews great. And she's self-taught besides my mom teaching her. I did not teach her. My mom taught me to sew when I was a little kid. So that was a natural transition. I was an actor early in my, early in my life from being a little girl dancer to my late twenties, I was a singer, dancer, actor, um, made a living at it, but I'm definitely more suited for this, but she, she's crafty and creative, beautiful singer, beautiful illustrator draws better than I do, but I don't see her going into this as a full-time career. She could we talked about her going on the road with a show once, but she's, again, she's, she works from a really broken, fearful place. And, and like I said, just moved out a year and a half ago. So she's a little slow. She's a little behind, I think in maturity, 
Mm-hmm. Um, struggles with adulting, as she says, but I think she's in her own way. And I think the her circle of friends, they feed off of each other in that sort of I'm so broken way. And I don't know, I don't know how to get her out of that. And at this point, it's not really my responsibility to it's hers. Yeah, it's I find it super ironic that you guys seem so polar opposites on that sort of thing, but are going down like very similar paths. Like that's very interesting. Yeah, she should be performing in New York. She's that talented. She had a couple of different coaches tell her to come, but she's too afraid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm curious about this for uh, everybody, but I, I feel like. I, I know I've certainly done this, but if, if my parents or family or role models are very much one way, like the easiest course is just like rebel, you know? <laughs> so I, I'm like, I want to be as little like, you know, um, and not fully, but like, I, I do find myself doing that. Um, did and, you, and you have the most lovely parents? Right? Yeah, no, I do. I do. <laughs> they are, um, you know, they really are. But so. do you guys, maybe you're, uh, the, maybe you're the problem. No, that's what I, <laughs> that's why I relate so much. Um, the, yeah. Did you find that with your own parents or do you think that is the case that, you know, that's what's going on now with me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I probably definitely didn't want to be my mom. And I, I'm glad and lucky that, you know, 15, 16, 17, I thought my mom was the dumbest person in the world. 18, I moved out at 17. I moved out two months after high school. Um, didn't go to college. I don't have a degree, which a lot of people find odd because, you know, people go to grad school and for costume design and it's just not necessary to, mm-hmm. if you're driven, drive is more important, I think, than that formal education. And, you know, needing to work and being willing to work. I worked four jobs most of my life until I came here in 2004. And this job, having started in 97 here as a designer. So I don't don't know where the drive comes from. I think my drive comes from watching my parents struggle and, and not wanting that to be me. I watched my mom write checks and learn how to pay bills and started working when I was 14. And I... I didn't want to be my mom. My mom was a stay at home mom. Um, I watched my parents fight. They did get divorced when I was 18, started when I was 15, came and went, came and went. So I'm glad that I had the epiphany, um, with in a very short time after I moved out, my mom wasn't so dumb after all. And I, Mm. I was able to appreciate the things that she brought to the table. Um, even though there were other things like not getting a job and and not having the self-confidence that I thought she should have had to thrive. She didn't thrive for a really long time. Um, she finally started to live again in about 2009 and some things changed in her life and she was able to kind of take her, take control back. Um, and now she's moving into the dementia area of, you know, so I'm glad that I, I'm glad that with both of my parents, I'm super close to my dad. I lost my stepmom last year. I'm glad that I've had the opportunity from learning from my stepmom passing as well as having really good relationships with my parents that I, I know they'll both pass eventually. And it used to just break me to think about it. And I think I've gotten to a place where I'm really good with both of them. I feel like we've talked about everything we need to talk about. We've said everything we need to say to each other. We've resolved past issues and now we're just really good. So the day will come and I will be broken for a while, but I'll be able to cope with, each of them passing, I think a little better. 
because of the mendedness of the relationships. My dad wasn't a great dad while I was growing up, but he's been a great dad as an adult. Um, mm. We're very, very close. There's nothing he doesn't know about me. Very little he doesn't know about me. So, I think ten, younger people tend to judge their parents when they're young, but as they mature, they they realize that uh, you know the parent has been through a different type of uh, environment than they were in. Right. And, uh, you know, who knows the way their kid would be if they were in, under in the same environment. Sadly, not all of us get that realization. The guy that I just broke up with has almost nobody in his life because he breaks every relationship that, that there is, including the one that we had. And he still can't take responsibility for his contribution. So some people just don't ever get it. And might die alone so well he won't ever be invited on the show you can, you can <laughs> send know how to, to get on <laughs> <laughs> um i'm super curious it's something that my mom says a lot it's like when you have kids you'll know and it's like i don't ever plan on having kids <laughs> like did a lot of those realizations happen because of your daughter Is not for me <laughs> <laughs> not like, i oh. i it's funny because I'm a really emotional, um, service oriented person in all of my life, except towards my mom and my daughter. I, I don't know where my compassion goes with the two of them, but mm. I think I just expect a lot. And again, with my mom now, she's, you know, moving into a place where I'm lucky if she remembers that I'm her daughter, but with my daughter, she came to me a month ago or two weeks ago and said, I just need my mom and I need hugs. And I, and I said, I don't think I'm the person you should come to for that right now. I can't help you with the things that you need help with because you won't listen. You're going to have to get that lovey dovey somewhere else, baby. Mm. So, and she's, you know, from a sexual perspective, she's kind of ace. So she doesn't have a companion and probably is unrealistic about the people that she might want to have as a companion. So I am at a loss. And I told her that I just don't know how to help you because mm -hmm. we're such different. We think such so differently that, you know, giving you a hug, I can give you a hug, but I can't make everything better. You have to make everything better. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's hard. I, it's so much harder being the parent of a young adult than it was being the parent of a young child. I'd take a five-year-old hands down. Wow. I have well, not heard that before, actually. It sounds oh. like she's reaching out for you, the daughter. And, you, and you're, in a sense, rejecting her. You know what? You are probably 100% right. She came over. We worked on the stuff she wanted to work on. She needed help with her taxes. She needed help with figuring out how to reduce her debt. Cause she got a credit card and did, did what most people do when they're young, ran it up. You know, how do I fix this? I could fix it for her with one click. And I've done that so long that I have to stop. Um, I just bought her a car because her car was her second car. So she's gone through two cars at 25 or 24 at that point and doesn't take care of them. And to the point that the one she was driving was a waiting time bomb to catch on fire because of all the oil leaks. I bought her a car. I didn't want her to get a car loan because she, I would have to co-sign. Then I have to chase the money every month. I didn't, I knew she couldn't qualify on her own. I literally bought her a car. I, she drives a 2018. I drive a 2008. Um, 
And she's, she hasn't even had to start paying for it yet because I told her, get yourself together, get on your feet because she didn't get unemployment during COVID. She kept working. So I was really proud of her for that. And she um, drove food delivery because her spa was closed down and stuff. But other than being able to help her that way, I just, she thinks so differently. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how to help her. She knows I'm here for her. She's got, you know, a great safety net to not fall on her face, but how she uses it is up to her. So I don't, I don't know any advice I'm willing to take because I don't know how to handle this particular thing. Well, I think you're looking at your relationship more from a monetary point of view than, uh, than an emotional, although that's part of it, but, uh, seems like, like a, a lot of it is about her, uh, not, not being responsible financially at this point in her life. There is some of that, but she, she just, she rejects most everything that, that we talk about. She's very defensive and defiant. And she has said, I'm not you. So I think she thinks the expectation is that she be like me and her, the expectation is just to be an adult. You, you were saying Um, before that, uh, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, it's a lot of stuff. Um, (laughs) <laughs> One kind of ties into uh, well, I think I, I think I have some type of not not just opinion, which is basically I kind of agree with you um, in a sense that like um, I think while we don't have to have marriage and because uh, we don't need to anymore because we can be so independent young age we don't need like uh, we don't need to be tied with anybody else to help things happen and it's just like the benefits aren't as as heavy for us um, we didn't like need kids to build a farm or nothing like that. But anyway, um, <laughs> it, it doesn't bring any wealth to us to have a family. Um, but I was going to say that the reason it also ties in what you said about you valued everything that you worked for. Cause it had some type of like you had skin in the game to get that, to get all the stuff that you had. Um, well for us, the younger generation, especially if our parents, like my parents worked really hard and they were struggling to get where they're at. Um, not intentionally, but I don't get to see all those experiences, understand what, it's like to have a nice house, you know, a roof over my head. I just know it's there. Um, and you don't mean to take it for granted, but you, you do just by, you know, just by living. So I, I kind of, I, my, my parents, are, my dad's like you, he sounds like a lot like you, which is kind of like, I only can like the hug thing so much. I already can help you so many times. Cause you don't even know the value of a hug, you know? Um, Cause you get it so many times. Um, right. Uh, so I I think I grew up a lot when I had to be on my own uh, to to make decisions and it's kind of like tough love you hate to see your loved one struggle um, like you did and that's why you worked so hard so you didn't have to but you know it's a part of life you gotta learn you gotta bump your head and hopefully if they have a good environment around them they're never mm-hmm. gonna get too dead broke you know you ain't gonna let the person just be on the street I doubt right no and so. Yeah. <laughs> And, no, and, and, and I told her, no I need to step back and <laughs> let you have your own successes. Some, some of the greatest artists that, I've, that I'm aware of never went to college. So you had mentioned, you know, not having a degree and yeah. whatever. I, I, there's a lot of fantastic artists. Uh, I know in the music business and I'm sure in other parts of the art world. Artists. So anyhow, uh, I just think that uh, you're more similar to your daughter than you think. Well, I will explore that. <laughs> yeah, um, you, sound, you guys sound alike. Considered just, like, 
people people do say that, um, and maybe that's why we clash because we are more similar than we realize. So I will definitely take a look at that and see where we can have more um, more things in common than less. You you were talking about your relationship with your father and that it took a very long time to sort of. Um, I'm curious, like, did that happen naturally or it was a lot of effort on? Um, growing up, I just really wanted my dad's attention. My dad was, my dad's a good old boy. My dad's a good old white boy. Um, he grew up in Southern California in the forties, fifties and, um, built race boats, started with cars and then built race boats. So the men that were in his circle were very, you know, beer drinking, blue collar and, that's, that's what I was exposed to. And I just really wanted to spend time with my dad and he had a boat shop. So if I wanted to see my dad, I went down to the boat shop because he didn't come home before 11. Um, my mom and dad were not great. I knew when I was five that they were going to get divorced and it took another 10 years for him to move out the first time. Came back, went, came back, went, finally left it when I was 18. And I just, I made the decision that I wanted a good relationship with my dad and I wasn't going to punish him and hold everything in my childhood against him. He also drank. Um, and he, he wasn't really an alcoholic. He just drank a lot. He drank a lot of beer, but, um, does barely drinks now and barely drank since 19, I think 1994 is when he stopped. He got a DUI and he stopped. Um, but I just, I was determined to have a good relationship with him and my brother who's two and a half years younger really resented him until very recently where now their relationship is decent. And I watched him all that time be angry and resentful and it's, it gets you nothing. So I just, I, and I'm kind of that way in my life. I'm friends with every one of my exes, except for the last one. I don't see us being friends. Um, yeah. We might be cordial, but I don't see us being friends, but I'm very, my her, my daughter's dad lived with me for four and a half years. Mm -hmm. And as a roommate, because he needed somewhere to be, um, I have, I have good relationships. I don't, I, my motto is take the best, forget the rest. Don't mm -hmm. hang on to the crap unless it was so terrible. And my third husband was Russian and younger and we were very volatile together. And now that we're not married, we're great. And we're great friends. I just saw him on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So I, people matter to me. Relationships matter to me, which is probably why it's such a struggle for me to be at odds with my daughter. Um, we're not, we're not, um, you know, not speaking. We just, we don't enjoy hanging out together right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but my dad, I could spend every day with my dad and we never run out of things to talk about. There's a, there's a market awesome. for being sad I, on TikTok too. So <laughs> there's a market for being sad Who on knows? TikTok. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow. that's the good thing about our generation is there's a market for whatever you want. If you, uh, if you, if she's as ambitious as yeah. she will, she tries hard true. enough, any, any avenue, that's what the internet's for. You can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I, she does I, a lot of things online that I don't know about and, you know, singing and, and doing TikToks and stuff. And that's great. I wish she would share it with me. No, I've never TikTok. But it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to me that we were even talking before about how like we're technically millennials, right? And then looking down at the younger generation, it feels so like, oh my gosh. But the more that I'm talking to people on the show, the more it feels like all the generations, it feels very similar, you know? Yeah. Like the 
the younger one, it always seems like they never have their shit figured out. And it's like, what are they doing? And the older one has no idea what they're talking about, you know? Mm-hmm. And then everybody feels that way. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then it seems like, I don't know, time sort of heals a lot. I hope for myself, but yeah. it's weird to me getting older too. It's like, when I was in high school, I was like, man, I can't wait to get out of high school to stop dealing with all this high school shit. And then I was like, oh, no, that's my whole life. <laughs> like that's right. And my grandmother, I won't say which one. And my aunt, I won't say which one fight <laughs> constantly in like the pettiest of ways. And it's like, yeah, I can't believe, you know, you can be in your 80s and still <laughs> do that stuff, you know? Yeah. So I don't know what the solution is, but. Grandpa, you have any? (laughs) Well, I'm assuming that you're talking about a lady whose uh, name begins with an R. Am I right about that? I, grandmother. Both of my grandmother's names begin with an R. Don't. Oh, you. Your grandmother's name. Oh, okay. All right. Um. Anyway, (laughs) they won't hear this. Um, He said, "I want a name." (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, we're uh, running a little bit over, but do you have any um, last thoughts, Donna, or anything? It's been super nice having you on. No, it's been great. Um, I didn't know what to expect, so just talking about ourselves, I guess, and comparing yeah. stories is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, very freeform, and this is our first time on this platform. We, we did thirty-two episodes elsewhere, so it's very cool. But yeah, well, this has been yeah. a blast. Yeah, thank you so much. I hope you come back again sometime soon. Sure. Yes, thank you so much for being uh, here. Thank you. I'll be looking out for your costumes. Yeah, yeah dude, just be nice. We're out there and Monster Jam. Oh, That's Monster so cool. Jam. That's awesome. Very yeah. cool. All have right, a great have night, a- Donna. See you. Bye. Bye. And then who do we um, have live? um bye donna it was so good to talk to you hey kara how you doing hello (laughs) so happy to have you on the show um i don't know how much you could hear our last conversation but we're talking about a lot and one of the things was um how it feels like people always try to rebel against the previous generation in their family i was wondering if you identify with that or yeah hugely (laughs) yeah um yeah, I mean, I, my parents are, like, like pretty liberal, I guess I'd say, but I feel like the next generation is, like, always more liberal and, like, progressive, like, specifically, like, surrounding, um, like, capitalism and, like, more, like, financial things. Um, yeah. So I think that's, like, me – I get, like, so annoyed when they don't, like, see eye to eye with me on some things, but I also, like, they consume information – so differently than I do. Like they sit there and like, oh. the okay. Um, whereas, <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> today is fucking crazy. I think that's only happened once or twice, but grandpa has a really um, aggressive bird and I think it just uh, ripped some of his ear. Um, <laughs> Unbelievably sharp and powerful beaks. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is so fun. Wrong. This is so fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's you should read Pokemon the manga. You might learn how to train that thing. What? Mm. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if like the bird is capitalism or is like a raging capitalist. Uh, the bird Rosie. <laughs> it's a raging oh capitalist. God. Yeah. Is it green that me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does, does anybody? You wouldn't be here talking on the internet without capitalism. Does anybody want Sorry. a bird? <laughs> I've got four of them. I'll okay. give away. Yeah, I no, feel like no, I feel like I don't know if it's better to like grab the show by the ends and hold it together, or just let it drift away, and then see what happens. But... <laughs> <laughs> like maybe it'd be boring. more interesting content. Like. This is like we had we this had one we had one episode 19, 19 weeks ago that was like a crazy technical clusterfuck and the audience was like boom dipped in views and then now it's like back up and it's like I don't know but I think I think this is different I think this is fun people will enjoy hearing this um this is like you know you know what I enjoyed like, go ahead I'm sorry. I was just going to say, it feels like the spirit of clean feed, like, actually came to the podcast <laughs> and said, oh, what, bitch, you were talking shit about me? Revenge How about this? The, this yeah, is the vengeance of clean feed. Um, remote. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, this would be an ad for another Bible <laughs> <app>. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay. What, what about, doesn't oh, Zoom, like, doesn't Zoom, on my other podcast, I just record off of Zoom, and that's it. That's yeah. all I do. The the audio is a lot less professional studio quality, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe this has just, just been seems... a thirty three week long Zoom ad. I don't know. <laughs> no. I, don't know. Um, I mean, hopefully they pay me. This is hell. Speaking yeah. of, I invested in Zoom, Grandpa. After talking to you. You did. After yeah. you sold it, I was like, "Must be this. It must be a good idea to buy it." But we're not. We're not on Zoom now, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, we're not. I know. Dang it. Uh, totally different. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I enjoyed the program where we did, uh, where you guys put on a. I guess Brandon and another fella did uh, some theater. Um, uh, yeah, that was, an, was that was a really um, amazing one-time experience. I'm really glad we did that on the show. Um, <laughs> can you do gonna, any like modern day? Uh, no, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna hop back into the topic of the the program. Um, and yeah, <laughs> in post it'll all look like Grandpa got bit by a bird. We got right back on track, and there was no technical errors. Um, what was I gonna ask? Oh yeah, do you do you think, Kara, that uh, the older generations um, look down on us specifically because they're like boomers or a silent generation, or do you think we're gonna be doing the same to the kids younger than us in twenty years? Isn't that like a? I feel like it's already happening with like people getting in like. TikTok fights and stuff with like the Gen Z kids and stuff. Really, I'm not familiar with this. Right, I'm trying to be Gen Z. So people, so so not people. I'm sorry. Actual children that are on TikTok will make like memes or little TikToks about being a person in Gen Z or being a member of Gen Z, and then like millennials or 
I think it's millennials, right? They'll reply to these TikToks and like be telling off the children about, oh, well, Gen Z actually isn't all that because you see, we're the ones that blah, blah, blah. It's bizarre. Like they take it very personally and they like, how dare you? exist i don't know it's very strange yeah but that's that's the fucked up shit i don't know if y'all are gen z or millennials but yeah well they told us that like gen z was like what oh sorry there was a little bit of lag um (laughs) (laughs) uh, i was just saying that like millennials used to complain so much about like oh my god i hate how the older generations treat us so poorly and then already like we're doing the same to the younger people Yeah, that's a certain yeah. subset of people, though. I'll say. Yeah, I don't think that'll be the general theme. Uh, are we just grouping grouping think... people together? Aren't, aren't people all different? You know, their personalities mm. are all different. Grandpa, you've never. I once... pretty much classify yeah, people I run into as seasoned or unseasoned food. <laughs> Brandon, you're on the outs. Oh, they talk about like with their experiences. <laughs> no, literally, it's people who are seasoning and people who aren't. Have you have you heard this term, Grandpa, um, called uh, OK Boomer? I have not. Not you. Not wow. Okay, it's like basically um, the generation right below you. You know, is uh, freaked out because a lot of people in their 20s and 30s uh, started saying like okay boomer referring to the boomer generation of like old people just doing like stuff that was just like very much of their generation that they didn't like you know there was like a lot of conflict from it it's just weird it i I feel like the generations group themselves on their own you know um i I think it's what like we're talking about with was it dana last time when she felt like um and i think every generation feels this way about they with how they got to where they're at took work. It took so much this and that. And they see the next generation and they're going like, you're not working like I did. And I feel some type of way about that. You know, I think every generation kind of feels that way about the next generation. But you know how you earlier were like, you feel so much older than the, the next generation because of TikTok and whatnot. Well, I also think mm-hmm. it's because like, you know, technology moves so much faster the last like 40 years. So I'm willing to bet like if you're third, if you're like in your mid thirties, so much has changed to in your life from like, you know, having a cassette to like MP3s to all that. I'm sure things are moving very fast. You do probably feel like an old person. I mean, when I was in high school, there was all these next? words that you sort of just pick up from being in high school. And I didn't realize how quickly afterwards you just lose grasp on like what, like frequently, like I have to go on urban dictionary and, not having heard something that like a lot of frequently like, people my brother's age say <laughs> so one of the problems for There's a lot of acronyms for me. people like myself is that a lot of the terminology that you use kind of relates differently to us when you talk about a file for instance i'm thinking about something different than what you're thinking about and it, you know we have to kind of relearn a lot of things in order to keep up. Are you thinking about like a, a, a like a drawer? Right. A drawer or right, like file cabinet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So there's a lot of things, a lot yeah. of terminology that 
that uh, we're, we don't quite understand uh, the new terminology and uh, and it takes a little while to get to get accustomed to it. It's a, it's a new learning process. So um, anyhow, Kara, are you, did I understand correctly? You're a comedian. Um, trying to be, not yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who who uh, of the comedians today? Anybody in particular that you that you like or would like to uh, uh, that that has influenced you? Yeah, I well, I, we like in Brandon and I's class, we shared like different clips of comedians that we like. Um, and the girl that I shared a clip of, her name is Dana Donnelly. I like discovered her like, I think maybe like two years ago. Um, never seen her live because she lives in LA. Um, but I, she's, I think she's just like one year younger than me. So we just have a lot of, whenever she speaks, I'm like, you're thinking my thoughts. <laughs> and um I she's very like set up punchline comedy, but like very much has a point of view. How how do you feel about like shows like Saturday Night Live? Um, I'm honestly like not a huge sketch comedy fan. Um, or improv, really. I know that you guys like do acting and stuff, so that may be like a hard hit. Um, but. I mean, I like it. Like, I don't, it's just like not something I seek out. Like, I'll certainly, like, if someone's like, watch like this episode of SNL or like there's um, a specific person hosting and whatever that I like, I'll watch. Um, and I watched, what was that sketch show that came out recently? Like, I think you should leave now. Oh my God. That was so good. That was funny. I watched that. Yeah. But I like watched it because I was like with friends who were watching it. Um, I don't know. There's something about stand-up that is, like, much more appealing to me. And just, like, anything, like, grounded in reality is, like, more my thing. Like, even when people do, like, stand-up jokes that are, like, kind of, like, huge act-outs that, like, almost, like, go, like, super far from what could be reality, if that makes any sense. Like, I'm not that into that. You're like, like a, I like to... You like a, a George Carlin? <laughs> Somebody like that? You know who he is? Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't like comedy. It doesn't make sense. Like absurdist comedy. I'm like, it's got to be yeah. a reason why everything's happening. Justification is what makes it funny to me. Like, I used oh, yeah. to. I used to hate absurdist comedy. Like my friends are obsessed with like Tim and Eric and all those kinds of shows. And then recently, I got into it because I realized that like it's it looks like it's just all shit that they threw together, but it's like the good stuff is like really specific and um, really hard to do. So I had like a new respect for it, but did you guys see that? Um, God, bad trip, that new movie, like the prank show. Yeah. From Eric Andre. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. It's good. I thought on my like. His show is yeah. just insanity, you know? And like, as someone trying to, I don't know, into funny things, it's like, kind of crazy that he does some of the stuff he does but are trying to get this going tonight as a comedy or a tragedy i feel hurt see her as a comedian i feel hurt no you do you do a great job you do i feel hurt i mean i've 
seen seen how people Some get to set up for shows. They are always having kinks and different issues. You know, trying to get things worked out. Yeah. Out of all of the um, images in your head of what the 15 minutes when you press the link would be, Kara, what what did you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect this. Although when I saw the, um, like, this is the first time we're using it, I, I got nervous because I was like, oh, I'm going to, like, mess something up, you know? Yeah. Like, because I'm not good technology at all. Like, I'm, like... To answer your question about feeling out of touch, like that's, I'm definitely, that's going to be me. I like don't know how to like do so much shit on like Instagram and stuff like, like any of the apps Mm -hmm. I have to, I've made like a few TikToks and it like took me literally the whole day to do something like very simple. Yeah. Aren't you in digital advertising? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What did you tell them in your interview? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay interviews are all lying you I literally know, and that's the and that's a point of advertising you just lie to someone's face for 45 minutes yeah um so what's what's yeah. the secret what's the secret what's like, what's, fucking the, terrible what's like the purpose it, of it you just call you who's the best liar i don't see why they don't call like their last person you work with <laughs> Yeah, they actually, they'd ask me for recommendations. Uh-huh. I do pretty well in interviews, I think, because yeah. especially in like my, in like creative industries, it's like mostly about your like personality and like not so much about, like they've already kind of like decided ahead of time that you are qualified by looking at your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like more about like your ideas and they're like, well, the technical stuff everyone can learn. Yeah. So, and I was yeah. telling a friend uh, a couple months a ago. Like, <laughs> that if they want your recommendations, if they like actually start contacting them, like it's over. Like those people totally. just have to pick up. That means you're in. Yeah. I had to give a few references, but like they didn't end up contacting anyone, which I was like very relieved about. I think, I think <laughs> I've, I've written <laughs> finest on a recommendation before for a job. Oh yeah. And I would, I would sound as professional and as I would lie. Yeah, for I would you. Get um, but you know what, though? I, I just don't like interviews because of that exact thing. Like, it, you might as well just call the people you just work with and go, hey, does this person come to work on time? Where do you think things are going in the near term future? Is going to lie to me about oh, on this interview. <laughs> Where do you think uh, the entertainment field is going in the near term future? TikTok. Well, I actually saw a stand. I went to the cellar like this past weekend because it had its like opening weekend. Um, and I like I was kind of expecting everyone to be like kind of awkward and stuff because it was like the first time in a club, you know, like people have been doing the outdoor shows. But um, honestly, the energy was like better than ever. Like I kind of like don't think there's going to be like a huge like I think people are so excited to get back to like performing as they did that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. There's a new energy though. Like people are people were just like so happy to be there, which was really nice. Yeah. I went to see Brandon in a in a play at one time in a real tiny little theater in was that Manhattan? Yeah. That was in Manhattan. Probably. Brandon, you recall? Could've could have could have been any of the shows that I was a little in. comedy. I think I'm lagging badly. Ago, Can you guys uh, hear me? I went with. I, I, I think I went with Linda. We were in a tiny little theater down in the basement. Yeah. Was Everyone's in a basement. lagging really bad. 
<laughs> this is crazy. You guys are experiencing <laughs> the lag too. Yeah. Yes. I'm not, I don't mind it though. It's okay. It's yeah. great. All right. Yeah. Thank you. After That's post, great. we're going to have a very short. I got your episode. joke though. It was funny. Not everything you do is comedy. <laughs> it's going to be really short. Wait, what did you say, Finus? I said, I got your joke earlier. Not everything you do is comedy. It just was lagging. <laughs> Which is awful because my comedic timing is all I can lean on. And now I don't I don't know if I can be funny. Well anymore. well no, here's what's going on right now. Like sometimes I can hear your audio right after I say something, but your faces okay. are always like thirty <laughs> seconds behind. But then sometimes I'll like tell a joke and then grandpa asks a question again with nothing, and then I hear like laughter forty five seconds later. I'm like, <laughs> am I funny? Are people laughing at grandpa's second question? I don't know what's going on. Talk about anxiety. Oh my god. This is devastating. Yeah, we did. We did get a really clean first. I can't 30, wait to see so. uh, <laughs> first thirty. <laughs> this is like the late. When Rosie attacks Grandpa, we're gonna see it in lag time, so we're not even gonna be able to help him. <laughs> Yo, in in like oh, in the file, it's gonna be like ow, and then all of us just talking for another eight seconds, like. i literally don't know how it's gonna sound like i don't know if all of the lag is gonna like mix together i don't know if they're actually gonna download like locally like it said and i have no idea on the docs of the zencaster website it was like this is what your file will look like while you're watching it and it was like this piece of shit lag 240p and then it's like this is the file after it downloads and it's supposed to be like hd beautiful so but fuck that i mean yeah why do I want to look at blue? We don't know. And it's fine. We like it that way. The blurriness is cool. Know. It's a lagging thing that I can't do. This is still hard. Yeah, the lagging oh, no, is hard to... Really, yeah, getting a flow going is crazy, dude. I'm so sorry, Kara. This is... Uh, we love it. Yeah. <laughs> this is not fair. All good. I did not have anything going on this afternoon. <laughs> are you on... Are you working now? That's for the best. Are you on work hours? <laughs> You've been here for so long. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) Um, I didn't, like, have anything, any, like, meetings or anything, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I finished, like, my work for the day, so. She handles her business. Do you want to promote? So. (laughs) Oh, Brandon disappeared. (laughs) I can't live like this. He's just gone. Does it randomly just like boot people? No. <laughs> but you know what? Ever since he's been gone, it hasn't been as laggy. <laughs> well, Carol, you just happened to come in on a day that we changed our whole system, and we're, I guess we're just really learning what to do technically. Yeah, so. all good. Carol, so. we came here excited, ready for blood and vengeance after what Clean Feed did to us, and. <laughs> Did you want it's to like give your opinion on? Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Did, did we finish the opinion on all the other stuff about being uh, older yeah. and all that married stuff? And oh, yeah, marriage. I am absolutely not married. Nowhere near it. <laughs> um, 
very lukewarm on that, which is like actually kind of funny because I think in my mom's mind, it's like she totally thinks I'm going to lead like a very traditional lifestyle. Um, and she's just going to have a huge surprise when she like finds out that that's not my plan. My dad is like kind of warmed up, like, because my mom will always be like, when you get married, and my dad is like, if Kara chooses to get married, because he like knows. Yeah. Does, does an acting career interfere yeah. with like relationships? Uh, does that make it more difficult? Because I know you're, you know, you're moving from, let's say, one uh, one performance to something else different and moving. Sometimes you're moving around uh, physically around the country or whatever. Is that, is that a difficult situation mm-hmm. to, to maintain? I mean, only Brandon is the only person that knows about all that. Um, I'd say it makes other people less likely to date you for sure. You look good, Brandon. It yeah. looks like you change your uh, background and, and your lighting or whatever. Yeah, it ticks me off of um, Zencaster on my other computer. So I came over here. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's cool. What did he say? Um, so if you have a relationship, uh, what comes first, your career or your relationship? Me? No, I'm I suppose talking it to depends, Karen. but at... Yeah, or, or um, clients, whoever wants to answer that question. Go ahead, our guest. Uh, I don't think, I don't really have, honestly, like a super demanding, like, career or anything. So I like, and I'm not that passionate about it, clearly. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but if I were, if I were to actually, like, engage and, like, start getting serious about doing comedy and stuff, I would imagine that that would come first. I'm not, I'm not, like, a relationship, uh, person what what would you do if your uh boss heard the eight minutes that we're going to salvage from this interview (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i don't know if we we hit a million subscribers on this episode (laughs) if we had a million if you had a million subscribers and my name like gets out there like you know like that would just—I would love the attention of that. So. Yeah, you'd be set. You'd turn this into. Uh, uh, a better, yeah. Yeah. Do Do any of you guys have anything on the horizon that that looks promising as far as you know into the future? You know anything? Awful situation. Well, well, I'm gonna be probably starting this over again, so I can send a link to our next guest. So oh that God, dude. could be <laughs> that could be something to look forward to. <laughs> oh Christ of it all! Um, well, Kara, thank wait, you so much wait, wait. for being on. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, can I, I gotta. Can I ask a question? It's only it's only when somebody leaves that um, the program has to restart, right? If, yeah, that's fine. Right. What a I time to be alive. That's, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Kara, thank you so much. You're absolutely thanks for having me. Wonderful. And perfect, so, so. and nice to your work you, status you have a is nice smile. going to remain the way it is. Thank you so much for your patience. <laughs> have a beautiful night. So, thank you so much for coming on, Kara. We really enjoyed having you. Um, I guess we're ready for our next guest. Hey, Michael. 
Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's so good to see you. It's been a long time. Yes, good to see you guys too. No, we're, 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 it's been a clusterfuck. We've been talking for the last 30 minutes. But um, before uh, you got on, we were talking about, um, what were we talking about? Finance? Uh, it, was, it was marriage and mm-hmm. uh, rebellion against your parents, right? Right. Um, and, and so I will pose that question to you. Do you find that whether bad or good, you don't have to get too personal when you are growing older, you try and um, sort of be not like your parents just for whatever reason, because they are what they are. You know, it's funny that you say this because I actually just had a conversation with my, with my mom recently. And the fact that we are now adult, both like adults, obviously we're not the same age, but we're both adults <laughs> has made like our kind of friendship so interesting mm-hmm. um like like we just have i don't know an entirely different dynamic now we can talk about things we probably wouldn't have talked about when i was a kid and uh she admitted she loves not having to censor herself around me any, anymore um like it's it's just funny I, I i very much think of my parents as my friends now which is yeah. a very interesting yeah. <laughs> a development I, I couldn't have predicted when i was a kid probably but yeah, we we joke do you about ever stuff. Catch yourself, like, um, do you ever catch yourself like laughing like you just did, or, or or doing something where you're like, oh my god, that's very similar to my dad, or that's very similar to my mom? Like, I don't really see that personally, but I've had like other extended families say that to me, like kind of say like like as I get older, like oh, that's like something your dad says, or like oh, you remind me of him in that pick or like whatever. Um, mm. Yeah. It's been, it's been kind of interesting about, getting uh, to know them more on, <laughs> as humans. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do, you, do uh finest and Sierra, you guys feel the same or. Um, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think I act like my, my dad and my mom, but <clears throat> I'm really close. Like, yeah, after I moved out of my house, once I became an adult, I, I, me and my dad are like best friends. Like, I talk to him a lot. And, and it's, we talk yeah. to each other like friends. Yeah. It's, it is, it is weird because it's even funnier because me and my dad talk about like the future when like, you know, he's going to be too like old to walk. And I'm like, you know, how's that going to feel? Our relationship dynamic is going to change even more so, you know, where, it, yeah. it, you know, he's going to be looking at me for help or I'm, I'm the one that's like, all right, you know, why are you doing this? And you have to watch what you do this. And it's going to be a whole different dynamic. And um, it's going to be weird. Yeah, it's going to be weird going through all that. Yeah, the the not living together is a kind of watershed moment in any relationship between parents and kids, I feel. (laughs) As soon as you're not around each other all the time, like those conversations become so much more important. And, and you never feel like that, like, like such an adult where sometimes when you go back, you like, it feels like it regresses to like, you're, you feel like a child sometimes again. That's not been your experience. No. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love, I love visiting. I, I always like, it's not quite going home because they live somewhere where I didn't grow up. Like my childhood home is not their home anymore, but like, it's like, I always just feel like, yeah, there's like a, there's like a sense of family and community when you visit and you kind of just like 
pick up where things left off last time. And, and yeah, I do, I do keep in touch with them, especially during this, this pandemic, the lockdown, like we talk like practically every day. So I'm grateful for that too. What's the, um, the craziest thing that you've like learned about your parents now that you guys are buddies? The great, um, I, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's funny hearing stories about them just from like before I was around, like just hearing <laughs> kind of stories from college or, or that kind of funny, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I, I, my mom told me before I was born that she did this, like this, like woman's like self-defense class where she was learning like judo and karate and like how to chop wood and stuff like that. And it's just not <laughs> the person I grew up with. So that was a very funny detail to learn. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I find it weird that like sometimes I'll look in the mirror and I'm like, Oh my God, like, dad like that's in there like you know yeah because <laughs> I, I never i never really looked like either of them at all and now i'm like starting to look like you know but my image of them like you know grandpa's on the show right yeah my memory of my grandfather was when he was 65 like that's my memory of him as a kid and i still see him in the same way my dad is now yeah. 65 that's fucking crazy to me like right. the world yeah, yeah. changed my father's the age of my grandfather when I think of my grandfather. Mm-hmm. It's kind of scary yeah, sure. how that happened. But. My parents were relatively young when they had me. Like they were in their 20s and I'm in my 20s and I can't picture having <laughs> raising a kid right now. But um, yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's weird when you do that first lap of... <laughs> This was where you were at that age. Mm-hmm. This is where I am. That's funny. Right. Horrifying, dude. My, my grandpa had four kids. Uh, not this grandpa. My other grandpa had four kids, um, owned his own house, and had a full career by the time he was my age now. I mean, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy to wrap your head around stuff like that. We were talking about that a lot before. It's like, why did that, why does that bar keep? shifting you know of yeah. kids and marriage no yeah they don't need it yeah i don't, don't know need it as much yeah i just don't think we need we just don't we don't need uh someone else to to help pay i mean it is helped nice to pay rent and whatever but you don't need to build wealth with kids you don't need to like it's not going to be like like i was saying with a farm like i don't need to have a kid to help run a farm anymore i literally just need to feed myself um, and that's about it. And all the achievements have to do with me. So I don't really, the, the reason for getting married and stuff is like all social now. It's not, nothing to do with survival. So, you know, yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. I, yeah, I don't think I'm going to, I don't, I personally don't think I'll ever get married, but who knows, you know, um, I guess the Westerner romance romantic in me still wishes for like all that stuff, but also, yeah. and the real, the realistic, logical person says it doesn't. It just doesn't make sense to, to do all that and, and to pit all that. Uh, what's that word? Uh, responsibility on one person. You know, I don't want. I, I don't need one person to have to. I don't want yeah, to have yeah. them to take care. Of, you know, do all that stuff. I, you know, they got their own life to worry about. Um, including, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I was literally talking to a friend about this last night of just like, 
and it's what Donna said too, right? Like that stagnation of, you know, it's like, yeah, it feels so mature and requires so much responsibility and commitment and like selflessness, you know? And it's like, yeah. that's yeah. something that everybody in even my parents' generation, not even my grandparents experienced when they were like 20, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm 25. I can't even see, uh, can't even see that in my life in the near future at all. So, yeah, I think it, I, I really do like what you said, Phineas, about the kind of who knows mentality, because it's like, you know, getting married and starting a family would be literally the biggest decision you would ever have to make in your life. It's the decision that dictates the rest of your life. So it's like, you shouldn't be doing it just because it's time. You should be doing it like if you want to be doing it. Like if yeah. you find that person, like, I don't think there's, I don't see the the necessity to be like, okay, this has to happen. Like now like it's, 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 it's such a big decision that it should only happen if it feels right. Yeah. Not Cause it's supposed to. <laughs> yeah. 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 And again, it'd be different if, if I needed to do it, like you were saying, like Sierra earlier, if I, yeah. if I had to get married because they, you know, that was the next step for me to, make it in life and it's about time but this is we just don't live in a world where getting married equates to being a, a, ahead of time or behind time it's just, <clears throat> it just really it just it's a personal thing now I, which is yeah really, yeah you know, that we have the freedom to do that um for sure yeah, yeah isn't it crazy and weird that there's like parents and grandparents pressure their children to get married and have kids like, that's always the craziest thing to me. Like, I want you to settle down and find someone, <laughs> my child. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. The pressure I mean, tactic is, is something I don't understand either. It's like, you you have to be confident in the fact you're making the right decisions. Not not just because, again, not because it's just like, oh, it's time. Like, here's the check mark. You got to hit it. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that should apply to the biggest decision you're ever going to make. Yeah, you know though. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I mean this is just arguing for ex- ex- like just argument sake for like ex- like for existential issue. Like humans could do whatever, and we have so many choices, and that and that could be overwhelming. But having a kid is what we're you know having a kid in a family is kind of like what what humans do, right? We just multiply, yeah. and you know. So I, I do sometimes understand where parents like, all right, I didn't live that life. I didn't try to you know go out here and figure out what life's about and look at, ask all the existential questions. And it's all about family. So go ahead and go have you a baby, you know? And I wonder if they're like saying that because they're like, I don't know if they're saying, I, I mean, I'm projecting, but I'm like, maybe they're like, hey, this is what you, you know, this is what we do. So go ahead and just uh, have your baby now and have you get married now. Cause if you wait too long, you'll be all dried yeah. up. <laughs> I'm wondering what to do with your life. Yeah. It's my, my, my bottom line on that is it's too big of a decision just to make it because someone else thinks you should make it. Like Mm -hmm. if it's purely going to happen, if you feel it, it's right in your heart. And if it's something you want to do, you know, hopefully it happens, but it shouldn't be dictated by anyone else, but like you and your spouse. Yeah. Yeah. What if you get to, what if you get to 30 or 35 or 40 or, 50 and you're like yeah i'm not i'm not feeling it i haven't met the one i don't want to you know yeah 
I I get it. Decision, you know. I I know it sounds bad too, but like I don't know. I've been alive and I've dealt with you know living life and having all these choices. I I I don't know. I think it's kind of cruel for me to bring a baby into the world and, and throw him into that. And this is hard. I just feel, sometimes feel that way. I'm like, dang, you know, who? I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I have the galls to look at my kid and go, you got to do this every single day for the rest of your life <laughs> and thank me. And you know what? Get out of my house. I'm tired of you living here. <laughs> go pay rent. <laughs> it, it just seems yeah, a little cruel yeah. and unusual, you know? I don't I know. But I'm a comedy joke. The stand up was like, you know, some people, you know, wish they were never born and, my kids got that wish, you know, I gave that to them. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good joke. It is. Do you do you know who said that? Al Lubel. He's um this incredible older, I think he's in his sixties comedian that was like he did like a bunch of tonight shows and all that stuff, and he never got like yeah. famous. And he was like working for a lot of, I think, his, like, 40s and 50s. And then in the last 10 years, like, nothing happened. It just, like, his work started drying up more and more. You know, it's a terrifying thing to think about it as an actor. But just, like, going from being able to pay the bills and then he's, like, broke and really struggling just because the traction yeah. wore off from being, like, maybe smally semi-famous or whatever to just not that, not that much, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Are we? Are we? Uh, are we good? <laughs> Bias <laughs> is like it's way past five thirty. Yeah, we we do only have six minutes to like have to hop on a call. But. Oh, it's six. Oh, wait, it's the six thirty. It's two thirty to. It was three thirty to six thirty. No, three thirty to five thirty. So what did you say about six thirty? Sorry. Yes. No, I thought you were. Okay. I thought you were telling me that there was another thirty minutes that I signed up for. (laughs) (laughs) I got. (laughs) What if that was your life right now? You got to be on here for another hour. I would say no. I have to make a. Speaking of art pieces, I'm making somebody a birthday gift. I know it's going to take me all night. Oh, Oh, nice. I'm making Sandy into I'm making Sandy and and Cora mix. I'm I'm moving the genres together. I'm gonna oh, paint Sandy it. From SpongeBob? Sandy from SpongeBob, but if she was the Avatar, that's gonna be sick. That's gonna be super well, cute. I was watching a SpongeBob uh, season one behind the scenes DVD special. Oh, no. It's like 45 minutes. Highly recommend. All right, yeah, nice. Yeah, I'll send you guys the link on YouTube if you want. But, um, lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah. I'll, this this is probably for another episode, but I am interested in asking this to Michael. Well, next time we'll go more into it. But since you're a writer, how, do you do you think it's fun to like write for an episode? Like this is podcast listen to where they just have writers and they have to write for like I don't know the nanny, and then they have to like yeah play that. And it's looked like fun, and I I don't know if that's something that you'd be interested in. But um, would you do you think you like doing something like that? Yeah, it's 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 cool. I I I tend to draw a lot of influence from things I kind of watch. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. I've always been slightly slightly more of a movie guy than a TV guy. So always like my ideas kind of tend to materialize in kind of a longer format. But yeah. um, 
Yeah, I mean, the, this, I know that the spec script is like a common kind of gateway into the industry. And I think that something like that is, is really, really cool. Like it's something I could kind of see myself doing. Yeah. Spec scripts are so crazy because it's like, now that I'm like seeing more, like, like almost every writing opportunity, like this just open to anybody is like, I want to see your spec scripts. And it's just so crazy to me because when I was in high school, like I, Somehow I didn't really find out what fan fiction was until I got into high school. And yeah. I was like really excited about it for like a couple of weeks. And then I was like, this is lame. Why? No one's going to want to hear me make up what I think a TV show that already yeah. exists would sound yeah. like. And then I find out like 10 years later, that's the whole point. That's literally mm-hmm. how anybody gets anywhere. Too. Like, I mean, thousands of people but will read like a fiction. Reddit. Fiction. Yeah. Show. That's basic. That's literally. That's I used, literally I used to do this. Uh, yeah, I used to do this actors workshop thingy where we would kind of like read original works by by writers just so they could see them like on film. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, they'd get like a spec script tossed in there too, and we would just read like non-existent episodes of like The Office or like American Horror Story or like something like that. And it was like it was like pretty cool because it was that like. Just this kind of, and you, you could you could you could get the if you're familiar with the show you could you could kind of sense the person's worth as a writer you could kind of see like how well they understood the characters mm-hmm. and stuff so it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, I think it, I think it's definitely a valuable skill like to kind of know how to do that. So I applaud people that do do it. <laughs> Hey guys, I gotta um, get going because I have a work thing in two minutes. But um, sure, thank you uh, thank everyone you. for being so gracious during this cluster talk. So, yeah, no worries. Thanks for having yeah. me again. You're the best, Michael. Yeah, dude. Hopefully. Let's get you on when we're we're on a, a better platform. Yeah, no worries. Next, whenever you guys are hosting another one, or or whenever I can connect with you again, hopefully we'll have a bit of a more in depth talk. But as, yeah. as usual, you guys are very very good hosts and some of my faves to chat to. So I look forward to doing it again. Thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah, thank cool. you. Yeah, see you. All right. Bye, guys. Have a good evening. Best luck. Podcasting with Grandpa Bart and Rosie. Always on his shoulder, this is Grandpa and Chill. Grandpa and Chill is brought to you by your hosts, Brandon Fox, Bart Frank, and Finest Jackson. Our producer is Sierra Doss. You can find episodes old and new on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show, and follow us on Twitter for behind-the-scenes moments you can't get anywhere else.